Welcome to the second Clock Tower recap. I'm your host, Alenthris. This recap will cover the events of episode 6 through episode 7. This mission arc was a bit shorter than the last one, but I think it was still impactful all the same. Our heroes begin their mission and enter the world of the Grey City, a modern city turned into an ash-filled wasteland. Making their way towards the ruined city, they traverse the dunes to eventually make their way through the city streets. Their connection to the clock tower seems to have grown a bit, and they're granted memories of this place as they travel through it. Sam remarks on how wrong this all is, stating that the city should be bursting with life. Confused, they all carry on to the heart of the city. There, they see a massive light that slowly pulses with a heartbeat-like rhythm. The remnants of some great machine are all around it. The parts of the machine closest to the light seem to have been ripped apart. Their pieces now orbit the light. This spectacle is set atop a large stage that seems to have been erected for some kind of presentation. It isn't long before the agents find an old camera with a dying battery. Its screen is cracked, so they can only listen as they play back the final moments of this place. They discover the city of Estrandos was attempting to elevate themselves to a higher plane of existence with this machine. But something seems to have gone terribly wrong. What's worse, the agents notice that the light seems to be growing brighter and growing in size with each moment. Rock checks their pocket watch and realizes that they don't have much time left. They tell the others and then they themselves sit down to prepare themselves for the impending destruction. The others are not so willing to return to the clock tower without a fight. Sam approaches the light, and trying to strike it, their weapon is thrown from their hands. A moment later, the light erupts outwards, encompassing all of the agents and maybe even the whole world. Their bodies are destroyed, turned to ash, as their consciousness is absorbed into the light. They all feel a sense of unity with it, and all of the life that this light has absorbed. The feeling was so strong that it destroyed all sense of self. At first, they all seemed all right with what had just happened, but as they reflected on it, Rock and Jaeger disliked that the light took away who they were. Reagan seemed to enjoy it and wants to experience it again. Lastly, Sam wanted to feel it again so badly they immediately started the mission just to touch the light again. The group hurries back to the city. As Rock and Jaeger start to search the city, Sam and Reagan talk about what it felt like to be part of the light. Sam explaining that they aren't okay with their lot in the clock tower, and that the light felt like something better, something that meant more than all of their mistakes on their missions. Sam tells Reagan that they hope he understands and touches the light their body turning to ash. And Rock and Jaeger searching the city, Reagan is left alone with the light. It isn't long before he joins Sam, reaching out and touching it. Jaeger and Rock, on the other hand, find a safe in the remnants of an office. Some kind of cosmic knowledge tells them that their purpose for being here in this city is locked away behind that safe. Rock tries to get into it with brute force, using their sword as a sort of crowbar until, eventually, they run out of time. The light erupts, and all of them wake up in the clock tower. Rock and Jaeger are even more uncomfortable with how they felt this time. Trying to hold on to their identity, they could feel all of the torment and suffering of all of those within the light, who perhaps 
tried to do the same. Sam and Reagan, however, are shocked just to be themselves again, realizing that the light, the time in the light, seems to work differently. And since they touch the light so quickly, they feel as if they've been a part of it for years. The two exchanged a few confused words until deciding to join their teammates through the mirror. Sam and Reagan take their time, making their way through the remnants of the gray city. The whole place now felt like the bones of a place they used to know. Their memories touched by the memories of those consumed by the light. Rock and Jaeger, on the other hand, sprint back to the safe and start searching for clues on how to open it. The safe is locked with some kind of keypad. Jaeger looks at the keypad to see if he can find fingerprints, perhaps to discern what the password might be. Unfortunately, Trent rolls really bad, and all he finds is ash. Rock finds a tape recorder on the ground that seems to have belonged to the mayor of Estrandis, the same man that they heard on the camera. In this recording, he explains that the city was a beacon of advancement, that a stranger had come to him and given him the design for this great machine, a chance at a new future. He considered it an offer so tempting that he couldn't refuse. After the two of them listen, Rock guesses that the password to the safe is a new future and unlocks it. Inside, they discover a small globe. While holding it, Rock feels gifted with immense power that the fate of this world and of the universe this world is in is literally in their hand. They crush the globe. The world, that light, gone forever. All of them return to the clock tower. The globe has been added to their trophy shelf, along with the sketch and the gun from the space station. Even Sam and Reagan's connection to the light is quickly fading. Just like the mission before, the group is at odds on how they feel about what just happened. Maybe even more than last time. Sam, again, is appalled by feeling that Rock that all of them are executioners contracted to put an entire world, maybe even more than that, to death. Reagan mostly agrees, explaining that whatever that light was, whether it was suffering or not, it was still life, and it wasn't their place to take it. Rock considers their actions, honestly confused by this outburst, asking if Reagan and Sam didn't feel the same suffering in the light that Rock and Jaeger felt starting to realize that there, there may have been more to that light than just the mission. Jaeger takes a firm stance against all of this, calling Reagan and I Sam weak. Awake. That any consideration against the mission was akin to cowardice, and that they have a purpose. The mission is all that matters to him. It has to be. This is what they're meant to do. And Sam? Sam seems to be the main target of his disdain. However... Sam is equally disappointed in the actions and morals of Jaeger, stating that Sam can now see who Jaeger really is. And Jaeger doesn't seem to care. He doesn't care what the group thinks of him. He turns his back on them, walking away from them, and he starts the next mission. If you're watching this when it comes out, you can listen to the first episode of that mission next Friday. October 2nd. We've also updated our website with the trophy wall page, 
where you can find all of the trophies the Clock Tower agents have collected from each of their missions. You can also click on each of the trophies to see the main adversaries of those missions. You'll find it under the lore section of our website, clocktoweragent.com. Again, that website is clocktoweragent.com. I'd like to announce our next giveaway as well. This time, we're giving away all of the rewards for our $10 Patreon tier for two months to five lucky winners. This includes access to our post-show, Clocking Those Towers, where you can hear our cast's reactions and conversations immediately after we record each episode. They will also get their names on the website as contributors. And lastly, my favorite Patreon reward, they will get the Polaroids from the Clock Tower agents themselves, as well as a letter. Each of our casts has signed this letter as their characters. We ship them in weathered envelopes with a little unique wax seal. To be completely honest with you, the whole team has worked really, really hard on the Polaroids, and they're super nice. What do you have to do to enter the giveaway? Easy. Just give our show a shout-out on social media, and be subscribed to our YouTube channel, if you're not already, that is. Make sure to tag us. The last thing we want is to miss someone's shout-out just because we weren't tagged or didn't see it. And... Even if you don't win this giveaway, but you really wanted a Polaroid, you can visit our Patreon, Patreon slash Clocktower. Each of our arcs has a Polaroid associated with it that we offer for a limited time. This one is the Polaroid for our arc, Through the Mirror. Its run ends October 31st. After that, we'll be sending the Polaroid for the Grey City arc. So, if you want to collect them all, join our Patreon before that date. We also know that not everyone can commit to a monthly subscription right now. We understand. So, we're thinking about offering the Polaroids as something you can buy individually. If this is something that might interest you, comment below. Let us know what else you might like to see from the Clock Tower. I mean, liking and sharing is also supporting us. So, thank you for all that you do. We really, really appreciate it, and we love to hear from you. Till then, time's ticking. See you in the Clock Tower. (laughs) 